DJ and PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ and PK in the morning is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the day. What do you think is going to happen now that college athletes can make money off themselves? Above board. Brian says the Pandora box is open. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Great for the athletes, but you just, I guess he had more to say. Great for the athletes, but you have just given every college a free pass on everything, and there's no way to control it. Free pass on everything? What does that mean? Pain athletes, cheating. Wait, it's not cheating anymore. No, it's legal. It's legit. It's above board. And there's no way to control it. Did it feel, do you like all that much was being controlled? No. I don't know that the NCA has any ability to control anything anyway. It's more like golf. It's basically on the honor system. And then somebody who sees it on TV gets tired of it and calls you out on it. I mean, that's looking like it's what happened down in Tempe. Is a particularly one uh, disgruntled ex-employee. And he went Henry Hill and turned media informant. So uh, if you have that, I suppose. But other than that, go towards what is real. And what is real is this is a massive business anyway. It's a massive money-making business. So let's stop pretending that it's about academics and all this other stuff because it's not. Very few players are choosing schools, well, they've got just a great engineering program, so I'm going to go there, and I just happen to be a four-star football player. Come on. No one expects that to be the case anyway. Nor has it been the case for a long time. Yeah. So we're just bringing into the real world and out into the open what's already been existing to great levels. And there's a lot of folks out there, well, my team doesn't do it. It's always your team. Yeah, We understand that. I mean, you, you live in a fantasy world. We've all been exposed. If you've been in this business and you've dealt with college athletics to the level that we have for so long. It's your yeah, team. Your team does it. That, that we know what, we, well, we don't know what's going on, but we know what's going on. And we just sort of just roll with it. And, and, just, and the fans, if your team wins... I mean, you you don't care that most of them are the, the lowest form of major that they can have while still keeping eligibility. It just doesn't mean anything to you. Here's the easy classes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So it, who cares on that? You know, you act like it. You you just ignore it, and it's all in the, in the manner of winning games. So I think this is the right thing to do. I think there's a bunch of Pandora's boxes that are going to be out there for sure. There's going to be a bunch of stuff. Uh, and Alabama and Ohio State are going to win 11, 12 games. Shocking. And the rest of you are going to try to, you know, maybe next year. And, and you're going to enjoy the run. And if you should get a South uh, first place that year, good for you. And then you hope you win the game. And if you go to the Rose Bowl, you go nuts. And so I'm not sure what really is going to happen because I think it's unpredictable. But I like that they're going in this direction. And there's going to be a bunch of unintended consequences. 
because some of these players are coming from impoverished backgrounds, and we know when if you have money, there's going to be all sorts of people that are coming after you. That's the way of the world. That's the way it's always been. If you have it, they'll try to separate you from it. Yeah. Matt Harpering told me a story once of once he made it, and he was a guy who wasn't supposed to make it coming out of high school. And he told me the story of Kremens uh, giving him a scholarship because he was catching heat because the local kid wasn't being offered a scholarship. And Kremens told him, okay, I'll offer you a scholarship, but don't expect to play. And he started all four years. And so, and I think when they had their 50 greatest ACC players, he was named. So he sort of came out of left field, which is ironic because Kremens uh, called him into a meeting after a baseball practice when he was in high school. And so uh, he tells me the story of uh, an ex-teammate calling him up and wanting him to buy a car for him. Yikes. <laughs> There's someone trying to separate Matt from money. Yeah. Matt's got it. Let's see if we can separate and it from him. And he might have even been a rookie. And, you know, who knows? Stockton tells that story of, you know, he's just hoping that he could just uh, stick for a couple years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he ends up sticking for 20, and he's a Hall of Fame dude. So you really don't know uh, a few guys, you know, Tim Duncan and Shaq and those guys. I mean, they knew, and LeBron, obviously, that they were going to be around. Uh, but could you even argue Colby would have known that he was going to end up having that career? He Maybe he did, but the rest of us, we weren't so sure. Uh, so, you know, you wonder where's your place. And there's been other guys who are thinking they're going to be all that, and it, it turns out they're happen. out the league in yeah. two or three years. Doesn't happen. Right. So they don't have life-changing money. They get a nice bump in the short term, but it's just a real short term. So Matt doesn't – at the time, Matt probably doesn't know how long is this going to last. You know, he ends up lasting a good long while, but he, he wasn't sure maybe. And so somebody's asking him, an ex-teammate, wanting him to buy a car. And that's just like one, one small example. Uh, you know, that's like one-tenth of one percent if you've got 100% there of someone coming after you. So Yeah, but how, you can ask any – you're right, yeah. but you can ask any athlete. They all have stories. How is that going to be handled? The people who are on TV who we see who go into that, they when the topic comes up, they all have stories. Deion Sanders tells stories. Charles Barkley tells stories. You can just go right down the line. Everybody's got stories. Right, and, and these guys aren't going to get that kind of money, I don't think – um, but they're going to have people coming after them. And and we know. I've been with multiple NBA teams on the road. And let's just say, you know, this is like a beauty contest out there. And so how's that going to be? There's all sorts of temptation that is going to face these young men. I mean, some women too, for sure, as far as uh, people wanting stuff from you. And they're not really interested in you. They're interested in what you have. Brent says, team chemistry forever changed. Mm. I'm not sure. I I can't say that. Because I also think you have to have the personality, too. You can't just be this great ball player. You know, like if you would have got Andre Miller early on, the guy was as shy as can be. Absolutely. He worked into it by his senior year, and he chose to stay four. Well, the point is... Not now he wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) He'd be gone now. Right. So in his early days, 
it's it, super quiet. Yeah, super it's hard to quiet. get him to look at you. You know, and I got to know him. I covered him all four years, obviously. And so by his senior year, you know, he was good to go. But at that point, he's 22 years old versus 18. So what do you get there, uh, some of these kids, in basketball? And in football, you know, you can be there for three, so maybe that doesn't matter as much. Uh, but then on the transfer portal, too, uh, guys coming and going, uh, What what's going to happen there? Do you – like it? Charlie B. When you're transferring. Charlie Brewer. Well, he's going to be here this year. Do you really cash in when you transfer? Yeah. And how much do you really bond with your teammates? And on one level, you do. You, you know guys and all that. But it's not the same as knowing guys for three and four years. Yeah. I did. Charlie Brewer did not grow up dreaming to be a Ute and <laughs> thinking no this, is the, you know, this is what I've got to be. And um, um, that's my dream school. No, he came here. Uh, because they have an opening. Cam Rising got hurt. And Bentley, who clearly just came here because he thought he could beat out the competition, and we built him up. He had 33 starts in the SEC. Nothing How screams. stupid does that seem now? Nothing screams. The SEC has two tiers, and it doesn't have the depth of the Pac-12 the way that does. Yeah, he was out the he door. Had, he wasn't good enough. No, his his record in the SEC was good as long as he wasn't playing ranked teams against the ranked teams, the top four or five teams in the league. He wasn't good enough. And he came to the Pac-12, and it didn't go well at all. So he's a quarterback this year, but can this kid really cash in? I mean, if he walked down the street... Nobody knew who he was. He'd blend but, right in. You don't yeah. even know what he looks like. Right. There were no interviews last year. Unintended consequences are guys now going to... We got this for years. We'd ask for a player, especially guys who are good, who we knew weren't taking many classes at the end because they had their degree, and they weren't available. Even though we knew they were. They weren't. And then it's the two times we filled in on the Jim Rome show, hey, we got guys available. Well, now... I mean, do you feel bad for the SIDs now who have to decide who does post-game interviews and who doesn't? Or do they just make everybody available who's requested? Because the access has been getting tightened. But now, if you don't give a guy access to the media, you could be costing them money. Well, that's the problem also. If they have a contract, they're going to be stipulated they have to appear. Andrew Brandt's out there saying that there's a program that's a flagship radio station that's apparently going to pursue five athletes throughout the season and pay them 25000 per year. Who the hell's Andrew Grant? He's a sports media. Oh. Uh, he actually teaches at Villanova now, but he's a former executive in the NFL. And so they're just going to go Be uh, weekly appearances. to them you like, see like how Tom I'm, Brady did in Boston. Yeah, for, for yeah, sure. Like yeah. Joe Ingles here? W-E-E-I with and yeah, Brady. It's not 20,000. No. <laughs> no. Sure. No, but I think that in a place like, say, Columbus, right? That's a pretty good-sized city. It's about the same size market as, as the Utah market. And obviously, there's massive passion for Ohio State. That's just one-off. You know, maybe a Michigan athlete in Detroit would do the same thing. A USC quarterback in L.A., could they do it? Yeah. Right? For sure. I can give you an exclusive interview after the game. On the field. Boom. This 10-minute spiel that they have. <laughs> and you see sports information people running around trying to put out fires because all the TV people want the immediate reaction with the fans in the background and yep. blah, blah, because it makes for great television. It looks way better Yeah, we than see guys it. standing in front and, of and gray I've wall. I've seen 
sports information people running around just trying to put out fires here on the 40-yard line. They look like they're running for Heisman. They're cutting. They look like Reggie Bush against Fresno State. Uh, they're over. <laughs> nice. I can side. see that. They're on the left sideline. Yeah. They're cutting back to the middle field. They're at the right sideline. Yeah. Hey, that guy in the end zone's got a camera. And then they scream at some sap who's doing it. Meanwhile, there's three other stations right over there. Yep. I mean, I got it that one year. But at, at oh, the, at Vegas. the Vegas Bowl. Matt Ballman, of all people. Matt Ballman. Local guy. Yeah. Skyline guy, if I yes. remember right. And so I'm working right. for Channel 2 back in the old days when they valued me. And I'm on the field giving an, doing an interview, and it got cut off. After the Vegas Bowl. Matt's got to go. The, <laughs> season's over. Career over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that literally was his last interview, I would think. He's a good college player, but yeah. he didn't have the, um, the measurables to be a pro. No. If he'd been three inches taller and his arms had been five inches longer, he probably would have gone to the NFL and... And run and all and, that. And he played yeah, right. linebacker for BYU, one of Broncos' gutty guys that he mm-hmm. made a living off of and cashed it in to $3.2 million. They were in the Vegas Bowl and they won, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't remember which one. But yeah, they won and so everybody's out on the field. Uh, it might have been the uh, game where Max Hall's mother, you baited him! <laughs> I did what? <laughs> She got right in my face. <laughs> I told that to the Utah coaches. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, this is on the field in Vegas. And then we have the camera, and it's dark at that point. So the light's shining, and I'm just hunt- I got the microphone. I'm hunting for interviews. And uh, and I can remember I had Matt Ballman, and the sports information came up and just cut it off. He's got, as you said, he's got to go. And I'm like, <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> turn <laughs> turn the shoulder pads. It's the equipment manager needs them now. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's everybody else. I mean, there's hundreds of people out on the field. I know, but they're know, getting they're their marching orders from the coaches and yeah, and, and all that's got to change it. And the thing is, then the technology, fine. you know, the big camera and the TV stations. But now, who knows who's trying to make money off TikTok and shooting video on their phone? It's not going to be as obvious. You got a 30-pound camera on someone's shoulder and a two-person crew. How do you... Yeah, that'll be real interesting, and we can ask Tom about that in an hour and a half. What's it going to be? Suppose somebody, Jaron Hall, has a deal with Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 4, Channel 13. I don't think I left out anybody, right? The Zone Sports Network. Okay, us too, yeah. And so you do an, an, an exclusive... For, before you go in, and then nine times out of ten, they have the quarterback in the post game, uh, and they sit down, and you know there's a ten minute cooling off. But he says no, I this ten minute cooling off period. I mean that's just sort of created. I mean it's not any big. So the emotion's rule. gone, and somebody doesn't say something crazy into a camera that everybody's got to answer for. Theoretically, hopefully, and yeah, but then Max still said what he right. said. Ten minutes uh, later, some people are still hot. Yeah, and. and and they don't enforce that rule on the field after wins, but they try to enforce it after losses. In the before times when we did on-field interviews. Yeah, and going forward here, you know, who knows what they're going to even do. Is they going to do Zoom stuff? I mean, Scotty was telling me he heard BYU was going to be doing Zoom stuff in the season. I mean, that's their prerogative because then they can really, really control everything. Oh, they just don't let you ask a question. Well, but you can't even go down on the field. Right. So... You're not, yeah, they can do that, but I mean that that guarantees 
the 10, 15, whatever minute cooling off period it is. Uh, so um, because they do it reverse, Utah lets the players go first, and usually BYU has the coach go first. And so their choice. I mean, I don't know, no rhyme or reason. They just that's the way they do it. So Kyle usually, uh, depending on what's going on, would shower and and then then come in after the players and and do his thing. And he's he's so far along now. He's not going to say anything that's going to get himself in trouble. He's been doing this for years and years. He's a master at it. But uh, and then what about what what about the coaches, man? What about? I guess they can regulate them more, but. Who's to say we don't have somebody that has an exclusive deal with Morgan Scally? Because if you're going to let a player to do it and, mm-hmm. and you have no power over a player or some uh, local kid who got hired as uh, the defensive back coach and he's, you know, he's making good money for a guy on the street, but he's not making big time money. And so what would happen there? And I got you right after the game. How's, how's that going to be? There's a bunch of unknowns that just make the whole situation to me fascinating. Although I think in the bottom line is I'm not really sure what's going to make a difference in terms of winning and losing. And it goes back to, like I said last week or earlier this week with the Jazz. The average fan couldn't care less, I think anyway, who's calling the shots. As long as the shots are that are being called are good. Does it matter to Joe Blow Jazz fan if it's Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, I think you're the pretty, man in the moon? I think you're pretty hardcore at that point. That when you start to identify with managers and root for uh, management, I mean, coach, manager, general manager, whatever, you got to be pretty hardcore to say, oh, this guy's good and this guy's not. I mean, you really got to be into it. Yeah. You're not the so average jazz who fan. Matters, what matters, it, it, what matters rather than who. And, and for the fan... Do I care if the quarterback's getting $50,000? No. I care if the quarterback played well and threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. We've already seen that in the NFL, right? <laughs> One quarterback's making $30 million, another's making $13 million. But who gets into the end zone at the end of the game and wins it? Because most NFL games come down to a couple possessions at the end of the game anyway. Stay close, win it in the fourth quarter. Do what you can to win... Does the, the, what I mean, you people who are listening to us, they're fans, right? 99% of them are fans of whatever team you're a fan of. And do you care if anybody's getting any money? And do you think it's going to make a difference? Is now all of a sudden, is Utah going to become the beast of the Pac 12? Who does it really move the needle for, and who does it reinforce what already exists? Well, if you're in L.A., you're going to have more money, and they're going to be able to pay players. And, okay, well, SC's already been good for decades. So are we just moving the bag back a foot? Yeah. Because four or five SEC teams are going to have more money than everybody else, as opposed to right now when four or five SEC teams have yeah, more money than everybody else? Yeah, but they shouldn't be involved with teams having more money. They're not supposed they're boost, to. Be. They're not supposed to, and I'm not convinced that'll happen. But even if the, even if officially people don't get involved, like Alabama boosters and Florida boosters, now the game is played, they'll just go off to the side and take care of it themselves, and they'll outspend Vanderbilt boosters, and nothing will change. And I don't think there's a win at all cost passion in the Pac-12. There never has been. So what's it going to Carol be? Carroll and USC. 
Well, when Oregon gets it, it stands out. Well, yeah, you're, you're, they're going to be one or two. But I said Pac-12. Right. As a conference, like you were saying. I mean, is Oregon State all of a sudden just going to go bonkers? No. Washington State's not doing it either. I mean, they'll, they'll do what they do. But you're always going to be behind the able of the two schools in the desert. I mean, there's really no passion for that. I mean, they have a passion in Tucson for softball and basketball. It's a much smaller scale. But football? But again, the passion tends to follow the teams that win. So even if you go off into the Olympic sports and start discussing baseball or softball or volleyball or whatever, the money is going to follow the teams that win. So the teams that win already have an advantage. But just barely. Yeah. The Devils, years ago, beat Notre Dame on a Saturday. They moved to like 8-1. and one. They beat Notre Dame, and it was a 1-30 game, the prime time. And I can remember being so excited, and I go to the gym on Monday, and it was two hours before they even mentioned it because it was all about the Cardinals. Well, when they How beat somebody bigger than Notre Dame. <laughs> okay, that would be the Cowboys. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going to change there i'm not sure and, and i'm all for these kids getting cash great and i'm all for everybody getting cash but i think there's a lot to be said change? For the, a lot to be said for the move the bag back and maybe somebody gets an idea and gets ahead of the curve and gets a boost out of it but okay. that has also okay. already happened right gonzaga basketball and Boise State football have figured something out and elevated themselves. So there's always somebody figuring something out and elevating themselves. Yeah, they got good players. Right. And so somebody somewhere may figure, hey, we're going to do this and all these, all these kids are going to make money off TikTok. Here we go. TikTok's it for you, huh? I just had someone explain to me how a 20-year-old was making a ton of money off TikTok. It was obvious. There was a frame of reference. So maybe they will. I mean, you and I aren't going to do it, I don't think, unless someone comes in and says, this is how we're going to do it, and then we go do it. Oh, we're going to get you guys on TikTok. That'll be fun. I don't. The problem is, I don't think our audience is I will, on TikTok. No, no, no. I will sign up for TikTok. I'm not on TikTok myself just to get you two on it. So let's make it happen. I run the other way from social media. I don't think it's real, but the cash that's available is real for some who are involved in it and good for them. Yep. All right, DJ and PK, we will run all of this past Tom Homo. He's going to join us at 9 o'clock. We'll see where this is going. Brian Keel will be here at 8.30. A local guy who stayed local. Who was good enough to go to the NFL? Did he come along 20 years too early? We'll talk with Brian coming up at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.